This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. In our frenzied culture, rest often feels elusive, especially for leaders who carry the weight of nonstop responsibility. If your soul longs for replenishment, stay tuned to learn more about Ruth Haley Barton's book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwen. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Nehemiah, chapter 3 through chapter 4. Chapter 3. The Names of the Builders. Then Eliashib, the high priest, and his priestly colleagues arose and built the sheep gate. They dedicated it and erected its doors working as far as the Tower of the Hundred and the Tower of Hananel. The men of Jericho built adjacent to it, and Zakor, son of Imrah, built adjacent to them. The sons of Hesaniah rebuilt the fish gate. They laid its beams and positioned its doors, its bolts and its bars. Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hekaz, worked on the section adjacent to them. Meshulam, son of Barakiah, the son of Meshezabel, worked on the section next to them, and Zadok, son of Baana, worked on the section adjacent to them. The men of Tekoa worked on the section adjacent to them, but their town leaders would not assist with the work of their master. Joida, son of Pesiah, and Meshulam, son of Basodiah, worked on the Jeshaniah gate. They laid its beams and positioned its doors, its bolts, and its bars. Adjacent to them worked Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Marathonite, who were men of Gibeon in Mizpah. These towns were under the jurisdiction of the governor of Trans-Euphrates. Uziel, son of Harhiah, a member of the Goldsmiths Guild, worked on the section adjacent to him. Hananiah, a member of the Perfumers Guild, worked on the section adjacent to him. They plastered the city wall of Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Raphiah, son of Hur, head of a half-district of Jerusalem, worked on the section adjacent to them. Jediah, son of Harumath, worked on the section adjacent to them opposite his house. And Hattush, son of Hasheb Beniah, worked on the section adjacent to him. Malkajai, son of Haram, 
And Hashab, son of Pahath Moab, worked on another section and the tower of the ovens. Shalem, son of Haloesh, head of the half-district of Jerusalem, worked on the section adjacent to him, assisted by his daughters. Hanan and the residents of Zenoah worked on the valley gate. They rebuilt it and positioned its doors, its vaults, its bars, in addition to working on 1,500 feet of the wall as far as the dung gate. Malkajah, son of Rechab, head of the district of Beth Hakarim, worked on the dung gate. He rebuilt it and positioned its doors, its vaults, and its bars. Shalem, son of Kol-Hoseth, head of the district of Mitzpah, worked on the fountain gate. He rebuilt it, put on its roof, and positioned its doors, its vaults, and its bars. In addition, he rebuilt the wall of the pool of Siloam by the royal garden, as far as the steps that go down from the city of David. Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, head of a half-district of Beth-Zor, worked after him as far as the tombs of David and the artificial pool in the house of the warriors. After him the Levites worked, Rahum, son of Benai, and after him Hashabiah, head of half the district of Keliah, for his district. After him their relatives worked, Benuai, son of Hinadad, head of half a district of Keliah. Adjacent to him, Ezer, son of Jeshua, head of Mizpah, worked on another section, opposite the ascent to the armory at the buttress. After him, Baruch, son of Zabiai, worked on another section, from the buttress to the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. After him, Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hekaz, worked on another section from the door of Eliashib's house to the end of it. After him the priests worked, men of the nearby district. After them, Benjamin and Hashab worked opposite their house. After them, Azariah, son of Maseiah, the son of Ananiah, worked near his house. After him, Benuai, son of Hinadad, worked on another section, from the house of Azariah to the buttress and the corner. After him, Palal, son of Uzai, worked opposite the buttress and the tower that protrudes from the upper palace of the court of the guard. After him, Pediah, son of Perosh, and the temple servants who were living on Ophel, worked up to the area opposite the water gate, towards the east, and the protruding tower. After them, the men of Tekoa worked on another section, from opposite the great protruding tower to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests worked, each in front of his house. After them, Zadok, son of Immer, worked opposite his house. And after him, Shemaiah, son of Shechaniah, guard at the east gate, worked. After him, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zalaph, worked on another section. After them, Meshulam, son of Berechiah, worked opposite his quarters. After him, Malkajai, one of the goldsmiths, worked as far as the house of the temple servants and the traders, opposite the inspection gate, and up to the room above the corner. And between the room above the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and traders worked. Chapter 4 Opposition to the Work Continues Now when Sambalot heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was quite upset. He derided the Jews. And in the presence of his colleagues and the army of Samaria, he said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they be left to themselves? 
Will they again offer sacrifice? Will they finish this in a day? Can they bring these burnt stones to life again from piles of dust? Then Tobiah the Ammonite, who was close by, said, If even a fox were to climb on what they are building, it would break down their wall of stones. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Return their reproach on their own head. Reduce them to plunder in a land of exile. Do not cover their inequity, and do not wipe out their sin from your sight, for they have bitterly offended the builders. So we rebuilt the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. The people were enthusiastic in their work. When Sambalot, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the restoration of the walls of Jerusalem had moved ahead and that the breaches had begun to be closed, they were very angry. All of them conspired together to move with armed forces against Jerusalem and to create a disturbance in it. So we prayed to our God and stationed a guard to protect against them both day and night. Then those in Judah said, The strength of the laborers has failed. The debris is so great that we are unable to rebuild the wall. Our adversaries also boasted, Before they are aware or anticipate anything, we will come in among them and kill them, and we will bring this work to a halt. So it happened that the Jews who were living near them came and warned us repeatedly about all the schemes they were plotting against us. So I stationed people at the lower places behind the wall and the exposed places. I stationed the people by families with their swords, spears, and bows. When I had made an inspection, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, Don't be afraid of them. Remember the great and awesome Lord, and fight on behalf of your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your families. It so happened that when our adversaries heard that we were aware of these matters, God frustrated their intentions. Then all of us returned to the wall, each to his own work. From that day forward, half my men were doing the work and half were taking up spears, shields, bows, and body armor. Now the officers were behind all the people of Judah who were rebuilding the wall. Those who were carrying loads did so by keeping one hand on the work and the other on their weapon. The builders, to a man, had their swords strapped to their sides while they were building. But the trumpeter remained with me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is demanding and extensive, and we are spread out on the wall, far removed from one another. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, gather there with us. Our God will fight for us. So we worked on, with half-holding spears from dawn till dusk. At that time, I instructed the people, let every man and his co-workers spend the night in Jerusalem, and let them be guards for us by night and workers by day. We did not change clothes, not I, nor my relatives, nor my workers, nor the watchmen who were with me. Each had his weapon, even when getting a drink of water. Psalm 129, A Song of Ascents Since my youth, they have often attacked me, let Israel say. Since my youth, they have often attacked me, but they have not defeated me. The plowers plowed my back. They made their pharaohs long. The Lord is just. He cut the ropes of the wicked. May all who hate Zion be humiliated and turned back. May they be like the grass on the rooftops. 
which withers before one can even pull it up, which cannot fill the reaper's hand or the lap of the one who gathers the grain. Those who pass by will not say, may you experience the Lord's blessing. We pronounce a blessing on you in the name of the Lord. New Testament reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Chapter 12, Spiritual Gifts. With regard to spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were often led astray by speechless idols, however you were led. So I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different results, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the benefit of all. For one person is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, and another the message of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit and to another, gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another, performance of miracles, to another, prophecy, and to another, discernment of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. It is one and the same Spirit, distributing as He decides to each person who produces all these things. Different Members in One Body For just as the body is one and yet has many members, And all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so too is Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks or slaves or free, we were all made to drink of the one spirit. For in fact, the body is not a single member, but many. If the foot says, since I am not a hand, I am not part of the body, it does not lose its membership in the body because of that. And if the ear says, Since I am not an eye, I am not part of the body. It does not lose its membership in the body because of that. If the whole body were an eye, what part would do the hearing? If the whole were an ear, what part would exercise the sense of smell? But as a matter of fact, God has placed each of the members in the body just as he decided. If they were all the same member, where would the body be? So now there are many members but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor in turn can the head say to the foot, I do not need you. On the contrary, those members that seem to be weaker are essential, and those members we consider less honorable, we clothe with greater honor, and our unpresentable members are clothed with dignity. But our presentable members do not need this. Instead, God has blended together the body, giving greater honor to the lesser member, so that there may be no division in the body but the members may have mutual concern for one another. If one member suffers, everyone suffers with it. If a member is honored, all rejoice with it. Now you are Christ's body, and each of you is a member of it. And God has placed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, gifts of healing, helps, gifts of leadership, different kinds of tongues. Not all are apostles, are they? Not all are prophets, are they? Not all are teachers, are they? Not all perform miracles, do they? Not all have gifts of healing, do they? Not all speak in tongues, do they? Not all interpret, do they? 
but you should be eager for the greater gifts. And now I will show you a way that is beyond comparison. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we thank you, O Lord, for your word today. We thank you, O God, that you have been growing us up. You've been maturing us as we have listened to your word. God, thank you for this gift of communication that you speak to us by the power of the Spirit through your word. And the whole earth testifies of your creative glory and your power and your intentionality and your love. But in your most intentional way, you have given to us holy scripture. And we thank you for this, O God. We thank you even in the parts that we understand or we think we understand quickly and the parts which require much deeper study, much greater understanding of context and and the way in which this story weaves together with other stories that are listed before us in scripture. God, I pray that as we have been getting in the word together, whether we're new to this podcast or we've been listening for months and months, that you would continue to stir up in us not only an appreciation to hear your word, but to study your word, to understand your word, to speak your word, and, oh God, to have your word applied to our lives, that we might live it out in ways that you have intended for us to live into it, oh Lord. So we pray right now for your wisdom to understand your word and to apply it to our lives. We thank you, O God, for this reminder that you have uh, granted unto yourself a body, the body of Christ. And we thank you, O Lord, that we don't have to be copycats within the body, that we don't have to be fixed on someone else's gifts and what someone else seems to be able to do well, but you have granted to each of your children our very own portion that we not be riddled with jealousy or dismay because all the parts of the body, even the ones that seem to get less shine or glory, are valuable in the household of faith. And so we thank you now for the gifts that you have granted to your body. And we thank you now, O Lord, for the gifts that you have granted to each of us individually as believers. I pray, O God, by the power of the Spirit, you would stir up these gifts and you would make a way for each of us who is listening to share these gifts to use these gifts, to have these gifts recognized and sharpened for the upbuilding of your kingdom, for your glory, and for the edification of your people. God, thank you. Thank you that we are not alone. Thank you that you are an intentional God, that you see each and every one of us. You know the count of hairs upon our head, and you know the ways in which you have providentially and divinely shaped us in order to bring to bear specific gifts for such a time as this. Help us to see these things, to notice these things, and to render these gifts, not for our recognition, not for our power or status, but for the upbuilding of your kingdom and for the delight of our Father God. Use us, O Lord, to do your glorious kingdom work and help us to recognize the gifts in others. Help us to to fan those flames of those gifts, O Lord. Help us, O God, to make space for others. Help us not to hoard the pulpit and to hoard uh, meetings and help us not to hoard power and authority, O God. But instead, would you show us when and how to move ourselves out of the way 
to hand the microphone over, O God, to extend an invitation to someone else, O God. Help us to be mindful that just because someone is quiet doesn't mean that they have no gifts. And so I pray, O God, that we would know when to silence ourselves so that others may speak and serve and do the things that you have placed in them to do for our very good. Thank you, O Lord, that you use other people to lift us up, to build us up. It does indeed take a whole church of gifts to raise a saint. And so we thank you, O Lord, for the gifts within the body of Christ. And we pray, O Lord, that you would find us busy using those gifts and sharpening those gifts for your glory and for your people's edification. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. The journey to a meaningful Sabbath practice is slow and gradual, and it is a journey we need to take in community. In her book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, Ruth Haley Barton offers wisdom regarding the rhythms of Sabbath, exploring both weekly Sabbath keeping as well as extended periods of sabbatical time. Sabbath is more than a practice. It is a way of life ordered around God's invitation to regular rhythms of work, rest, and replenishment that will sustain us for the long haul of life and leadership. Get your copy of this book today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Something to say